podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the second episode of the Hold Up Podcast, where we talk everything football shirts, cards, and anything else football related. Uh, just to let you guys know, these podcasts will be coming out every other week on a Tuesday at 6 p.m. But today, we are joined by the man himself, the restoration man himself, Oliver from OJ Restorations. How are you, my friend? Good, man. How are you doing? Yeah, man, really good. Thank you. Really good. good. Um, I, I, I like to kick you off my pods. I did it the same with um, a couple of weeks ago um, with a four-question icebreaker. Yep. Um, obviously, me and you have never spoken uh, in, in on a camera or anything before uh, together, so I think this would be a good way to start off. Um, so I've got four questions. Would you rather... Never have to do a res- restoration again, yep. but live off 25k a year comfortably, or have to do restorations eight hours a day, non stop, for 50k a year. <laughs> um, good question. I think purely now, as I enjoy it, I'll do it eight hours a day for 50. Um, but there's times 100% where I just I'd take 25k and run. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I bet. <laughs> yeah, you do do a lot of swearing. Um, but yeah, I think <laughs> I'll, I'll take the 50 and, and do it eight hours, I think. Listen, I, I like how you've um, set up your like background. You've even got the heat press in the back. I love it. That's it. I mean, that's tidy, but over there, it's naturally. <laughs> not a chance to tidy it up and... It just gets so messy quickly when you're doing stuff in there, like shirts and that. Yeah, no, I get that. I get that. <laughs> My second question for you is, do you collect shirts or do you just restore them? No, I do collect them, albeit slowly. So they're my personal ones here. There's about 20 to 25 of them there. Um, got a few more in the, the spare room, but I do collect them, mainly sort of 90s ones. Yeah. Um some decent modern ones, but yeah, it's mostly sort of 90s. I feel like we need to show appreciation for the one you've got on. Like, that, that, that shirt is beautiful. It's Harry McCurdy's match worn shirt. I don't know if you can. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, it's an underrated shirt. It's so. I quite like it. Um, that is unreal. Um, is that what, what year is that from? Uh, that is. <clears throat> Not last season, but the season before. So what's that? 21, 22? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. great. That is. That's Playoff season where we bottled it in the in the in the uh, quarterfinals against Port Vale. <laughs> yeah. You always, you always remember things like that for like how bad it is. <laughs> you do, you do. Sadly, <laughs> my third question for you is: What's the best shirt you've restored? Best shirt. So that's probably one I've done this week, actually. Um, United 1990 home shirt. Um, it was absolutely battered. I mean, it's got the old embossed stuff on it, so it's like really hardened plastic that's really stuck to the shirts. And that took me, <coughs> excuse me, that's it's my shirt that I acquired. That's taken me a good five to six weeks to do because it's just so tough. I do it in stages just in case I, don't, I get frustrated otherwise and I'll ruin it. Um, but that one is my favorite one, and yeah. That looks great. That's on my socials um, as well. You can see that. Where, 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 where are your socials? What are your socials? Uh, um, Twitter is 
OJ Restorations. And Instagram is OJ's Football Shirts, so OJS Football Shirts. If you are um, listening on YouTube, uh, it will be in the description below. Um, if you're listening on Spotify and things like that, uh, I think it will be as well. Um, but I'm still working that stuff out. Um, and my fourth and final question for you is, what's the hardest restoration you've done? But I feel like you kind of answered that, right? <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> excuse me. That's probably literally the, yeah, the same as before, the United shirt. It's just, it took so long to do. Um, yeah, that's the toughest one, I think. Yeah. Uh, doing that. <laughs> I guess it's all like a, a bit of like a, a learning curve, isn't it? Like, even for, even for someone as like, for me, one of the biggest restorers in the game, um, like the, you, you're still always learning. I imagine. Definitely. Yeah, that's great. I mean, I've, I've been doing it well properly for like just over a year. That's when I started as like a hobby sort of side, but that was the first one I've done with that type of material. So it's just all, yeah, you're learning every day, and I still am. Just different techniques and stuff. So every yeah. day's learning. So. Yeah, and you've even inspired people. I mean, you've got Ben, um, yep. who who you are inspiring to get on it as well, and you know he's always updating us on how he's getting on. Um, it's it's great to see. It really is. So it's, it's of, fun, and it's it's fun most of all. And it's just good to see in the sort of like the before and afters, and you get quite a lot of satisfaction from doing it. I feel like it's a bit like a like a construction product. Um, cool. It's like you can really see a difference. Like if you was to, I don't know, I've worked in landscaping before and kind of when you start the job, uh, you kind of look at a garden and go, <clears throat> look at a garden and go like, wow, this is this is going to turn into something that looks unreal. And then yeah. you look at it after and it's like, my God, and you take pictures and it all, and it all feels very rewarding. Yeah. Definitely um, that. So I can imagine it, it's very similar. Um, so can I move it? Go on. It bangs on social media as well. <laughs> you are killing it on social media at the minute. You just are meant- killing it. I just I think, think- it was last Friday, I think it was. I was just about to reach 3,000 followers. I got a post ready. I forgot to do it. And I've checked it this morning. And I've just got, I think, 3.4K. And I was like, wow. well, the art's going up first. Wow. So I wait till four now. Wow, that's unreal. That's a great, great build up. I mean, you're beating me. <laughs> Instagram is, is slower. So you've got more of an audience. I prefer those two. I'm not going to go over to Fred's because it's just pointless starting again from scratch. Yeah. Um, but yeah, decent following. It's going to build even more. So yeah, just going to get bigger, I think. It's unreal. It's unreal. Maybe one day you'll be the most famous restorer in the world. <laughs> <laughs> That you'll go down in the history books. Oliver James, the fam- most famous restorer to ever do it. <laughs> kind, of, kind of on the restorer kind of um, kind of topic. I wanted yeah. to kind of go go backwards a little bit into like how it all came about. I remember I had about it was what we know twenty three. It must have been beginning of two thousand twenty one. I had about. This is when I was going hard into collecting Swindon shirts. I was obsessive and had loads I needed sponsors doing. And there's one guy on Twitter, Shirtsmith, he's really good. 
Um, he, he's helped me a lot growing. I sent him what, like 20 shirts and I remember paying about 300 odd quid to get them fixed, which is absolutely fine because that's the price is what you pay. And I thought, yeah, I could probably do this if I learned how to do it. And that's when I started doing it as a hobby. And it's just sort of gone on from there, to be honest. And yeah. Well, like like you say, when it, when it was a hobby, now you do it as a job, and and, and it's it's really growing into something that um, is becoming like a really enjoyable thing for for people to watch. Like, yeah, for example, I, I can wake up in the morning and see that you posted, and kind of go, my god, like <laughs> I'm enjoying watching it transform as you scroll across. Yeah, like, it, it's a bit like um, it's, it's a bit like a video that goes on forever. It's like. <laughs> I don't like, want it to end. I really want to do like videos and stuff, but it's hard because you sort of give away what you've picked up and then you sort of lose the uniqueness of it and then people do it themselves, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, yeah I, stuff, I really want to do like a video. and But then again, if I do that, someone else are doing it and just become too common. Yeah. Uh, so I'm trying to keep it to myself. I mean, everyone else in the restoration game knows how to do it. It's just... It's what's made you successful, right? So, yeah, if if everyone knew how to restore shirts, then everyone would restore shirts. Yeah, and then it wouldn't even be a business anymore. Exactly. Um, We send them because they just can't be asked to do them. But a lot of people would just do it themselves if it becomes sort of common knowledge. Yeah, I mean, both of us are within like the the shirts kind of area. We both have like. You know, you have your restoration dedicated page. I have my uh, podcast dedicated page, which I use as my shirts page as well. Um, and, and we both see a lot of it. And it's like, um, like you, like you say, you're you're growing. So it's a bit like yeah. you start to post about it, then it's a bit like everyone then knows. And yeah. And what 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 was your like best learning tool? Like, how did you? Um, How did YouTube. You know? YouTube, YouTube, yeah. I mean, I followed Shirtsmith on Twitter and he's on Instagram as well. He's based in Ireland, um, but I've always sort of taken a keen eye on his work, and it sort of inspired me to obviously do it myself, like I'd said before. But YouTube and just sort of, yeah, just following tips like that, and he's given me tips which I appreciate. Um, yeah, YouTube's helped me a lot, and just Google to be honest, and then. Like always, you just learn stuff yourself. You make loads of mistakes when you start off, and I've made loads of mistakes in my shirts, but you learn and and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and like, what what did your family think when you first started? Like, how did they? As in, hobby wise, or going into sort of like full time wise? Full time wise, because I've spoke to a few people who are shirt sellers. I know yeah. you are a shirt seller as well, and we will get onto that, but. Um... Like how like a lot of people will say like my my wife didn't particularly think it was gonna be successful at the start and now Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, they were, um I mum was apprehensive, so was my wife. Like uh, my dad, he's very money orientated, so he's like buzzing because he can see it coming in. He wants to get involved like financially as well. <laughs> um but yeah. The wife initially just was worried, but as yeah, I was worried. It's obviously it's, you sort of quit your job and go into it. 
um, but now she can see it actually working, she doesn't mind it. Well, she does mind it, but she shows everywhere. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I don't just do, as you say, restorations. I do sort of buy shirts as well, um, but we'll get into that once you bring it up. <laughs> yeah, no worries at all. I like, so you say your, your wife was a bit like worried about it. Well, it's funny because uh, your wife is very much involved now, isn't she? Yes. It's great. It's great. So I'd, I'd, if you listen to the last podcast, um, you will have heard that we do have a group chat with like a, a big group of uh, shirt, shirt collectors, shirt sellers, stuff like that. And uh, you're always putting in pictures of like your wife doing a shirt. <laughs> I'm going to say which ones. No. no. <laughs> um, how much was like your your first heat press? How much? How I don't I could I couldn't even tell you how much they are. Good question. Is it on Amazon? Let's have a look. <laughs> I don't think it wasn't. Press. Here we go. December twenty one. Probably gone up a lot by then. Yeah. One hundred and forty pounds. Wow. Wow, it's not bad, really, considering still that job. Dude, is it the one that's behind you? Yeah, still there. I need to upgrade it to a, a bigger one. Um, I think it's like a 30. It doesn't fit the whole of the back of the shirt in, so I have to do it in, like, sections. Yeah. So I want to it's just invested into it, which I don't really need to at the moment. But I feel, like that, I feel like that makes it a bit more impressive, the fact that you have to do it in stages. Like It's not easy, because then you're overheating parts of the other names there, and... It's very fiddly. The names yeah. are fiddly themselves. It's so difficult to line them up. Yeah. Uh, what What's like your like biggest block when it comes to like bloody hell? Um, Van Nistelrooy. Oh really? I did that about six. It was my shirt. Um, I completely balls that up. So I vowed never to do big ones again. <laughs> yeah, just, I bet. It, it's just not worth it. And he's, he's so long. And oh, no, I saw one on Twitter yesterday. Um, Benigol Pestlink, was it Celtic or Forest? I hope it's not, Forest. Yeah, yeah. It was like halfway down his back. And I thought, no, that was, that was mental. To be fair, I can't imagine. So I used to work in the Forest shop um, and I used to do uh, name sets. Let me just adjust my camera. I used to do name sets and stuff, um, and I, I, I'll be—I'll be dead honest. I was abysmal at it. I got it done. Like I wasn't—I wasn't terrible at it, but um, it's not easy. No, no, they're difficult. And even you know, from the start, I had every bit of gear. You know, the kind of saying of all the gear, no idea thing. I had no idea how to do it, and. I mean, like I say, I did a couple of shirts. I've got one of my own shirts, which is like the 21, 22 Forest Away. It's like the, the navy and pink one. Yeah. I like printed my own name on the back and stuff like that. Like, I've, I've done it, but um, yeah, I think I'd struggle to do it now, not only from what I've learned, but also like from a from a standpoint of I, I didn't enjoy it. Yeah, um, I've got to enjoy it to do it, otherwise you're just like me. Yeah, and I feel like that's what makes a, a job exciting. That's why I love doing podcasts. Like, it yeah. makes me want to do it. Um, and then the same with you. If, you. if you love it, it makes you motivated to do it every day. Exactly. 
you die, it's just going to affect you and do a shit job, isn't it? Yeah. Kind of moving on to your personal collection, you say you collect mostly 90 shirts. Yes. What, what, what kind of... Is it mainly Swindon 90s, just any 90s, or...? Oh, I've got loads. Um, I'll show you here. It's just, it's a random sort of collection. Obviously, it's all colours now. Um, <laughs> I'm on there. That's nice. I've got Tokyo Verde, I've got Rangers, I've got Monaco, Leon, Stuttgart, um, Valencia, Marseille, uh, Italy, Juventus, Inter. It's quite a lot. It's just a massive variety. I, mean, I like the design. Um, I'll go for it, sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Anything I don't like, the shirts or stuff. You're Sorry, carry on. Can you hear me now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look like the fit, you can sort of body's fine, but you get to the arms and you can fit like two legs in them, they're so massive. So you walk around like massive, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not just swinging, it's it's a variety. Um, I like the design of I sort of try and get one, yeah. I am wearing the San Diego Loyal today, I'm not sure how well you can see it in this lining, yeah. Bang him, but uh, last year I wore the Rangers shirt, um, and I will say this sits really nice. Thank you to Circuit eighty eight, by the way. He was in the last stream. That's who I got this shirt from. Uh, he did give it me as a as a gift. Um, so I really do appreciate it. But um, I wanted to. I, I know for the people that are tuning in for the second episode, this will be the second episode I'm talking about it. But um, I want to talk about retro football fair. Not too much more from like I've spoke to the organizers, some sellers. Uh, on this podcast, and I kind of wanted to see it from a buyer's perspective. Um, how how was it for you? How was retro football fair? That was, it was my first ever fair, let alone a retro football shirt one or football fair. Um, I went with the wife, and she obviously loved it. Um, difficult to find at, at the start, yeah. Um, but we got there, met Jack, got in, and it was just like paradise wasn't it it's just sort of like shirts everywhere everywhere yeah. everywhere you look busy which i expected and sometimes it's difficult to browse properly but no i really enjoyed it and it was a long knackering day as you know um yeah. but it was worth it yeah it really was um I hate birmingham but <laughs> i couldn't agree more i left and i'm sorry to anyone listening from birmingham um but I, well. <laughs> yeah, I was, well, yeah. Uh, Big Pete, who's a good mate of of mine and OJ's, um, he lives in Birmingham, and even he says Birmingham's a shit hole. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, so, and I couldn't agree with him more. Um, Sorry, so, Bernie. <laughs> with um, with the retro football fair, kind of, I saw you about a little bit during the day. Um, what what did you buy? Because I don't think that's something I ever I ever caught. So I got top of they're all scattered around the house. I got an Aberdeen ninety shirt. I got a Stuttgart shirt, an Italy ninety six shirt. Um, what else did I get for myself? 
another Stutt Stuttgart 90s, and I think that's it. I mean, there's only a handful, but they weren't cheap, so it's sort of, mm. I didn't go there to buy anything. I, just sort of, I didn't really have a list. I just sort of went there, and if it catched my eye, I'll have a look. Yeah, um, a bit, bit like me. I, I mean, I was working at the fair, so I didn't really buy, I, well, I didn't buy anything. Um, because I was on Tom's time, not mine. <laughs> but um, move it, moving away from retro football fair. What um, what kind of area did you grow up in, and 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 where where do you live now? And, and so I was born in Swindon, um, and from a young age, I lived in the Cotswolds in a town called Sirencester. So it's like the capital of. Cotswolds, that's what they call it. Um, my mum and dad moved up to, I think it was Middlewich, which is just based outside of Macclesfield, in between like Manchester and Macclesfield, so we went up north. They split up when I was about five, so we moved back down into my grandparents. Um, I've been in and around there, but I was in Essex for a while with my ex. In Southampton, when I was about 21, 20. And then met my now wife so i moved into carterton which is based adjacent to bryce norton raft base and then now i'm in whitney so in oxfordshire with her so, oh, yeah. wow. you've been around you've been around yeah. the country man i've been around so yeah hopefully now i'll settle down here so oh yeah yeah i can get that um oxfordshire is not too far away from me i don't think i don't know i don't drive so uh are you based nottingham Mm, it's quite what a couple of hours probably yeah i'm thinking two hours but um i feel like everywhere is two hours away from here that's um, why i would say like two hours <laughs> i feel like that's just a general general consensus um and and how did have you always been a fan of shirts or is it just like a, a recent hobby that you've taken up no listen i get i'm weird like my wife knows i go through stages where I collect stuff like the shirts I think I'll always will but I have like um stages I'm, I'm used to be obsessed with collecting football stickers and stuff like that I still do but not as, as much as I do but shirts I'll probably say the last couple of years I saw it's just taken off to do them, to well, them I'll be honest I don't think that's weird because I've always been a fan of shirts right and it's always been something I see you know we see Ellis's videos and uh, and stuff like that um, and now I started this hobby maybe like six months ago, maybe not as, as long as most people. Um, and now I really enjoy collecting like cards. Um, yeah. You can see them, you know, have, um, you know, I collect a lot of forest cards. Um, can't really see that in this camera, but the, I feel like as a, as a hobby, it's very dynamic. Um, yeah. Like you can go from shirts to cards to, you know, like Tom last time was talking about shoot magazines and stuff like that. You kind of really can. It's a big, broad spectrum, yeah. um, and kind of like you you could you could start collecting name sets, and I feel like that's just all within the same umbrella. And yeah, it's, it's it's dangerous game once you get sort of focused yeah. on something. I mean, I used yeah. to collect wrestling figures, like what what am I now forty five? So. Six, seven years ago, I must have had about 
400 wrestling figures in a collection like it's mental and, and i just sold them i think i probably got around three or four grand for what i did but then over the years i'd probably be about 10 grand plus now because it's just mental yeah how and old are you now 35 so 36 in november um what what, what day in november 24. Uh, i'm i'm the 12th of november we were Valentine's Day babies then, by the sound of it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've I've seen it. I've seen all the memes. I've seen it all. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so you mentioned your wife. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to ask you how I was getting married because. <laughs> you know, it's a, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it's a dangerous question. Very dangerous question. But. Um, where did you get married? How did you meet your wife? Better on Tinder, as all places. Or, I can't remember the specific date and she'll shoot me for that. Um, <laughs> August 21. Oh, 20. Um, yeah, we got married <laughs> in Chipping Norton, which was about half an hour from where we are. Um, that was really nice. Nice day. It wasn't too hot, wasn't too cold. Nice weather. And just got it, but it was so, so quickly though. Like you blink and you miss it, sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's gutted. It's over. But yeah, only happens once. I hope. <laughs> Listen, I I don't have an opinion on on marriage. You know, some people are a little bit like, oh, I'd never get married. I don't believe in it and stuff like that. Um, I really don't have an opinion on it. Um, that do whatever but i don't know i feel like the 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 spectacle of getting married is quite exciting but like you say i feel like it can just come and go really easily it does like i was battered after it so you, you, i don't really remember a lot of it yeah it just happened so quickly and well you know it's the next day and just got to clear up and go home yeah well one one of the first things i saw of you was your transformation Oh yeah. Um, I wanted to kind of talk about what what that was, like how it came about, um, and if it's all right with you, there will be a picture on screen now of of your transformation. If you're watching on yeah. YouTube, no, crack on. But um, how how did your surgery come about? So it was a year ago, June 9th, I think my surgery was. So if I've been over the years, I've tried so many things in exercise, which really works. Um, and I've got various conditions, like really bad asthma and stuff like that. And I've had a lot of steroids over the years to suppress that. And it's just absolutely battered my bones and the joints and everything. So I couldn't really exercise like I used to. And it just got to the point where it really fucked with your head. And I just wouldn't do I wouldn't go out or do social things. I just wear the same two items of clothing all the time and I think I don't know if it was on Google or something I found a turkey thing and I thought okay I'll do it like once I get focused on something I'll do it um so I just went told my my wife and my mum and that was it I think I'm my best friend um they were obviously worried and scared and I just thought I gotta do it and paid up got on a plane on my own and went in Right there and did it. Oh. So, yeah. 
Man, it's crazy. I mean, it, the the sur- so what what was the like actual surgery that you did? Uh, it's called a gastric sleeve. So it's essentially, they take seventy five percent of your stomach away. So you've only got twenty five percent left. Um, yeah, it's that's what it's gastric sleeve. Terrifying, terrifying. The, the yeah. idea of that is terrifying. Um, but I guess now, would you say it's like a like transformed your life in terms of like going out and doing social things? Oh, massively, like. <clears throat> the first sort of four or five weeks, um, I regretted it massively, like because he's so uncomfortable. I mean, the first two weeks, you're literally just on liquids and that's it. And then following two weeks, you're on like baby food, so like mashed stuff all the time. It wasn't enjoyable. Um, it was quite painful initially when I was out there, and I was on my own, so I didn't have anyone to moan to. But then once you sort of dies down a bit and you start seeing like the results and stuff it was really worth it and obviously now a year on and what five and a half six don't down it has sort of changed your life and you're not you're mentally a lot better you do go out you wear decent clothes i mean i don't think i'll be able to wear the, the shirts like i would now and just sort of put yourself out there yeah it's, it's just what up here yeah um yeah, it wasn't happy, so I just did it, and I wouldn't have guessed. Probably have been the biggest thing of my life so far. And but I will say, for, for anyone that has seen it, either on his socials, on this podcast, because it will be flashed up hopefully, um, the the difference is unreal. It's it's honestly unreal. Like you look at it and you go, "My God, I can see the man in there," but I never would have guessed that this is him now, kind of thing. I still feel like I still got more to go, but that's just the way my mind works. Yeah, yeah. I think it's, I think it's like a really tough psychological battle. It um, is for anyone to have, really. And well, bloody props to you, man. Because I, I, I would love to do it as I'm. I'm not a small guy, you know. I'm about 110 kg at the moment, uh, six foot three, uh, and I, I'd love to to lose a bit of weight. Um, but I feel like I'd be way too scared to do it um, in any terms. You know, the, they always say the bigger you get, the easier it is to lose. But it also means that there's only so far you can go. Yeah. Um, so, honestly, <laughs> I, I find it unreal. Your transformation, the, it's kind of like a shirt, right? And I feel like that's a bit yeah. weird to, to, to put it. You look at the before and after and you think, my God, that's the same shirt, the same person. And it really like it really shows how how important it is to put your your mental side of your life first. Um, and I, and I, I guess I hope anyone who's who's listening is like genuinely inspired by it, whether whether it's to build the courage to to do the surgery or it's to go out there and really try and try and lose weight um naturally either way it's 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 bloody unreal um so people see it like the quick the quick way out i mean i could get a lot of stick from people i don't know which their opinions are invalid anyway to me um but it's not just going out there surgery and come home and it's fine you have to like reprogram your brain like i still have bad habits now and don't get i mean i had a massive bar of dairy milk last night to myself and 
it's, it's you've got to keep it off. Like it's easy to put it back on. Very easy. Yeah, and, and and either way, like I think it's unfair to ever ever give anyone stick because whether whether it's the fact that you've built courage to do it or the fact that you've you've done it by exercise, and it's, I think it's kind of irrelevant either way. It takes a lot of a lot of mental stress, and it okay. it's, it's for different reasons. People are normally going through something um, for the reason they want to do it. Um, like I don't, I don't know if you know much about it. Do you know the Sidemen? No. So there's a YouTube group called the Sidemen, and one of them is like a, a bigger guy, or was a bigger guy. His name's Ethan, and his he always speaks about how before he lost his weight, he um, he felt very depressed and like tried to kill himself and stuff like that, uh, and then he lost all his weight. He's now had surgery. Um, and and he talks about how happy he is in life and things like that. I mean, he's now got a kid and and a and a girlfriend. So that's the most most important thing. And I, I really think it's 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 mental how quick it can turn around. Um, so props to you, props to you, serious. How how can I ask about the the cost of the surgery? So if you had it in the UK, you're looking at about fifteen to twenty k abroad. 3.5,000. And that's literally your surgery, your flights, your hotel. Um, the only thing that I bought was just stuff for you. I mean, you can't go and buy food out there because you can't eat. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's, that was, yeah, it wasn't too bad considering compared to what the UK charge you. It's, yeah, it's fairly decent. So you kind of touched on it already, but the the coming out of it so how what's the process once you come out so you say liquids only and then so i think the first 24 hours after the surgery you stay in the hospital for three days and you can only literally just have like sips of water and that was it was hard and i remember the second day i think it was you could start having like some apple juice and it was like the best feeling ever like ridiculous bit flavor you can have like protein shakes and stuff like that. So it was liquids literally for two weeks and that was hard. And then second week for two weeks, you have mashed stuff. So like shepherd's pie, but you have to like liquidate it, if that makes sense, like baby food, Yeah. which felt like Christmas because you're having different flavors back in your mouth again. That was really good. And then following two weeks, I think it was introducing sort of more solid foods gradually. Um, but that process is really, really hard. Um, once you get that out of the way, it gets easier from there, really. Yeah, yeah and I think it's, I think it's like that's part of your mental battle as well, isn't it? Like being yeah. able to have no flavour in your mouth. I mean, I, I won't be the only one to say this, but I don't like drinking water on its own. I don't um, like it. Either. It's just not not enjoyable for anyone. Um, to then go to something like apple juice. I mean, to, to oh. someone normal, not someone normal, but to someone normally, um, it's a you bit like, sorry? You take it for granted, but then it's exactly. easy. Oh, yeah, and it's just, oh, it's the best feeling ever. I still remember it now. And I, and I think it's important, <laughs> important for anyone to know that, my God, things like that are so easy to, 
to just go in the fridge and get but yeah wow i'm not sure i could do it i mean um i don't really drink apple juice as it as it is but i think i'm not i think i think i'd just want it at that point i'd want anything once i've had water for three days yeah um how did your surgery affect like your sorry what what year did you have your surgery let me ask that first last year so 2022 june did you find that like um your surgery helped you more with like your your restorations at all or or was it all just kind of the same um i think it's probably the same it's easier now when i was bigger it was supposed to sweat a lot more obviously with the heat press it's just little things like that i noticed it's a lot easier to deal with now but i wouldn't say it's had more fucking effects on that maybe pushing myself out there a bit more yeah <laughs> but not massively so moving back on to like your your restorations I, i'm going to give you a scenario right and i want you to to answer it as best as you can right so my name is bear with me actually bear with me this will be cut out don't worry <laughs> this wasn't prepared but uh i've just decided to do this so why not so i kind of wanted to ask about the the process so i'm gonna say my name is macy um i'm looking to get my forest shirt with the sponsor on it, it's currently sponsorless uh yeah. what's what's the process of doing so so if it's like a multi-colored sponsor i have a few guys that i contact and they i buy it from them they send it to me i apply it then i charge the customer but if it's like a single color i just sort of scour the internet for like high res images of that said sponsor and i'd cut it with the machine under those shirts here um, and then he press it myself and then that's it and what's like the so is it a bit like send it you out and you send me a quote or is it like a so, quote from the start quote from the start to be honest it arranges like if it, if it needs removing and stuff i base figure like 10 15 quid and then a new sponsor like a tenner um but if it's a simple job like applying it's literally just like 10 quid and pay postage back in Every day it takes like five minutes. Yeah. And I think I think what's important to note is like so this shirt was like Forrest's first shirt. I mean this shirt is is not the best example. It's got a few little pools on it, but like this was the first year in the Premier League for us in twenty three yeah. years. Um so getting a name set on like something like this is really sentimental to me. I couldn't tell you what I'd get on this one. Uh I have got a yellow one that has Danilo on the back. Um but it really like for for some people they get it more for like raising the value of their of their shirt um yeah. so like i've also got an england 2002 shirt i think i've contacted you about but um the uh and some people like for me that's more of like a personal thing like i was born in 2002 but for some yeah. people it's more of like a more like a um like a like a sale kind of thing like it's a, a lot of people value investment. yeah that's the word i'm looking for investment um are there, do you ever buy shirts so it's funny i mentioned this because um 
I think I, I pretty much saw this yesterday uh, in Unique Stream. Um, do you ever buy shirts to restore and sell yourself? Oh, yeah. All the time. I get Sam from Footy Shirts 101. He, from time to time, I buy a bulk off him, damaged ones, and then I fix them and sell them. He gets a price of what he's happy with. Um, I do them up and then sell them on. And, yeah, and where do you sell your your products? It is. It used to be vintage, but it's literally all whatnot sort of live streams now. So, like, I don't like buying shirts and then just putting them on like vintage or Depop because you're hanging on to them for weeks. I want them in and out fast, more money, then keep going and keep going. Um, but yes, it's it's all on whatnot now. The live stream. So the we did speak a lot about whatnot last. Uh, last episode, but um, if you haven't already, make sure you go follow OJ. I'm assuming you've got your referral link in your bio? Yes, both Instagram and Twitter as well. So, with the referral link, uh, in fact, you know what? OJ, tell us what your referral link does. <laughs> it, essentially, on your first sign-up, I mean, you can create multiple accounts, as you know, Ruben. Um, <laughs> it gives you free £10 to spend um, and then it gives me ten pound credit as well. So yeah. So it's a, it's a win-win either way. Uh, yeah. If you're looking to buy a shirt on OJ Stream, uh, free ten pound. Not no harm to you. No harm to whatnot. You pay like two pound seventy, but you do get a tenner off. So. Yeah. So if you were to buy an item that's ten pound, you pay two pound seventy postage. But that's that's it. That's your only. That's your only charge. Um, that's all. And and even if like you don't buy from OJ, you can buy from any seller and, and OJ still gets the referral. Exactly. Um, so if you do follow him on Instagram, which I hope you already have down in the description, uh, his whatnot will also be down there, uh, which will be his referral link, not mine. <laughs> uh make sure you go make yourself an account and when are you in fact I can't ask that. Um we are streaming, uh we are recording like two weeks in advance. Um, so the the first episode of this podcast actually comes out today uh, at 6pm so if you haven't already I know I'm plugging it a lot but please go watch it um, it's like we're about 6 hours away from, from it being launched um, I'm very excited to be honest but um, yeah we are recording this in advance so I'm not going to ask you when your next stream is because by the time this comes out <laughs> It would have already been and gone. It's, it's um, usually every Tuesday and Friday. I work like I try and work with a lot of the other guys. To sort of, I don't like doing the same time streaming because it's just a killer and it's it's not fair. So I try to do if it is a same day, I do an hour before or an hour after. Um, so perfect. Yeah. By the time this comes out, OJ may be live right now. Exactly. Um, because this does come out Tuesday six pm. He might be live right now. He might be live in an hour. You know, exactly. make sure you go check check it and find out. And if you see a stream on there, just bookmark it, uh, and then you'll get notified when he does go live. Exactly. Um, so, in terms of shirt selling, do you see restoring more as the future of of OJ or the restoration side? Good question. One that I've been actually thinking about myself more. I do enjoy buying loads, just normal shirts in bulk to sell. Um, 
I think it's a bit of a mixture, to be honest, like a seller as well as a restorer. I try and balance both. I think it's a, re a really good balance as well. Yeah. Because um, you can restore broken shirts and then sell them on. Exactly. Um, but it is great. And like, what's your... Um, I kind of wanted to step back, actually. I missed I missed a point that I, I was more interested in. Yeah. So <laughs> the group chat know more than ever you are the busiest man. Um, that well, the business man that I know. Um, what's your what's your rough time frame on like a? On it a varies. Show? I mean, if it's a simple like that, it'd take me five minutes, and I can have that done in probably like a few days. Yeah. If it's a more complex job, it could take. I mean, now my current waiting list is about five or six weeks. Yeah. Um Sometimes I have to get a sponsor made and sent to me from what Malaysia, and that can take two weeks postage. So, yeah, it's anything between a few days to four or five weeks. Yeah, it's great to see like how, how, like how big it's becoming, and how many people, like you say, you gain like what, like four hundred followers, five hundred followers just from a post, like. It's unreal, yeah, really. Yeah, full of requests. I just, ugh, I can't even, I don't even have time to go through them. No, no. Um, I think, again, like, trying to get a hold of you is quite, it's quite funnily difficult, but I love it. I'm I love it. So I, I always, I see it pop up, but I just forget to do it, and then <laughs> Timmy distracts me and I get distracted. But it's it just so easy to do. So easy to do. If um, anyone sends me a question mark, I will ignore you. <laughs> um are you planning on setting up a like a contact form kind of idea no uh, i saw that yesterday good idea i mean probably best what would you do link into your profile essentially and then you can just do that well if you did it as like a google form then people can like fill in the form and then you can put in your uh email and then every time someone responds they'll send it to your email and you can just filter through that way yes good idea um but um, I wanted to kind of go towards the shirt selling side. Yeah. Uh, obviously, you stream on whatnot. Yeah. This is a bit more of an opinion question, but what's like, what's the future of like selling? Obviously, I see personally see whatnot as the future of selling, but a lot of people are kind of looking at eBay's live live thing at the moment. Have you seen it? eBay's live. Yeah, so they're 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 implementing like a a live stream kind of service for bidding. So they've obviously worried about what not, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Um, um, I can't stand eBay as it is. Um, what not? I think is is massive in America anyway. They've been out a few years. I mean, the more people in the UK get wind of it, I think it's definitely the future. It's, it's always nice to have alternatives to eBay. They literally had the saying it was eBay is just it's just them, isn't it? Yeah. Um, Between the two like biggest like selling sites in terms of like sites that have been around for years, you kinda of got your Amazon and your and your eBay as your biggest ones. Um Exactly, it's just those two. They had they had all the dice in there, so it's just it's nice to see some alternatives that seem to be working. Yeah. Exactly like that. Exactly. Like, do you collect anything other than shirts, or is it just shirts? 
Uh, shirts, I do collect. Um, I do collect like football stickers. I move my screen across slightly. So over here, it's like sticker albums. I've got loose collections of like Merlin Premier League stickers. Um, yeah, it's just little obsessions like that. But yeah, football stickers. I don't collect cards as of yet. Um, yeah, it's just shirts and, and football stickers really at the moment. It's funny you mention Merlin stickers because I've got this, right? And this this sticker right here is it's older than me. It's from the ninety seven Premier League. It's crazy. It <laughs> honestly plays my mind. Something like this. Honestly, I might have to. What do you think? Just have it in my background. <laughs> it's a nice sticker. I mean they were in ninety six as well, weren't they? Yeah. I mean I've got my folder here. Did have a folder, a big folder. Yes, I do. I collect like badges and stuff. So I've got these are all like that's probably ninety four. All the kits. You've got ninety five, uh, ninety five still, and then you've got ninety six. So there. There was one on the last page as well. That's from me. Nice. Oh yeah, ninety five. Uh, 96 and obviously 97 here and then obviously you went down in 98 have, have you got this one i do now yeah i was gonna Fine, say I can, I can send this across to you if you, if you don't have it oh, you keep it your forest lad get wow. it framed and uh, <laughs> on your desk. Uh, i did have another one that's not badge but um have you seen the like um so, like, obviously, like, these cards, like the Prism sets, the Panini Prism sets. Yeah, I saw Sam's been posting them. They do, like, badges as well. Would you consider, like, collecting them, or is it just, like, a sticker thing, like an older sticker thing? Once I've collect, finished these, possibly. Yeah. I'm not sure what's to see it, and I don't want to get too involved in different collections. <laughs> open the kind of worms, isn't it? It's, yeah, it really is a dangerous game. Um so are your are, um sorry <laughs> are you as interested in um like in football itself as you are kind of like the shirts thing because i remember speaking to a few people and they say like i'm not actually that into football but i really like like the fashion of football no a bit of both obviously football shirts is seems to be massive in fashion now yeah um but i do follow football Swindon fan, season ticket holder. Not this season because just money in it. I pick and choose at the moment. But yeah, I do. I don't follow the Premier League as much as I used to. Um, but yeah, I do follow football. It's funny that because you're right after this, we are recording a Premier League predictions, and um, <laughs> uh, I have. So, if you haven't already, a little bit of a trailer for you. If you are this far in the video, we are about... We've been recording for 51 minutes. So, if you are this far in the video, uh, you deserve to know that the next video... I'm either going to do it as, like, a special for next week uh, and have it... Uh, have, have one every week just for this, this week. Um, but I'm going to get a bunch of guests. Already got them pretty much lined up. Um, and it's just going to be, like... The whole Premier League table predicted, a uh, few other little things, 
uh, like your your player of the year prediction, the manager of the year prediction, and, and and whatever else. So keep an eye out for that. Keep an eye out on the socials for when it's going to come out. Um, but yeah, kind of kind of going back to your your football. Have you ever have you ever played football? No, not for clubs. I mean, I used to play it like with your friends and stuff, but not for a club. No. Yeah. Yeah. Um so Swindon, what the what division are they in this season? League two. League Basement. Two. Where um let me have a look at the table. Who just got relegated into League Two? No, we've been here a few years now. We came down see lockdown season we came that we Got promoted as we went into lockdown, and then relegated as we came out of it. So I think I, I think I remember right a couple on PPG or whatever it was. On what? Sorry, that points per game ratio thing. We won the league on based on that. <laughs> really? I've, oh, there, but we uh, listen. That'll do. That'll do. So you are yeah. League two. Here we are. Found you. Where do you predict yourself finishing this season? Really difficult. I mean, we've only signed like one player, a new manager. Um, it's really difficult league. It was difficult last season, but this season's even more difficult with like Wrexham and Newport. Um, yeah, so it's easier to see. I mean, there's some really decent teams. I mean, Bradford are always up there. You've got Doncaster. I mean, Forest Green have got money, so they'll do it. Uh, I, I'd love to see you down in Nottingham. So I went to, um, I went with a friend, right? I went with, well, three other friends. All four of us are Forest fans, right? But we all decided to go down to Wembley to watch Notts County um, versus Chesterfield in the in the playoff final. Um, so I would definitely love to see you down in Nottingham for the Notts County. Will be versus. The Notts County. We always get, we do play them. It's on a Tuesday night. So yeah, I'll be I'll be at Notts County away. Are the fixtures out yet? Yes. Um, well, it's on a Tuesday. Let's have a look. There you go. Uh, so you have them away on the third of October. Buzzing. What? That's actually not that far away, is it? Uh, yes. That is a Tuesday. That's funny. And then away in Swindon on the 29th of March. Where actually is Swindon? Wiltshire. So it's, what, 40 minutes from Oxford? It's not too far. I've just had a look. Right? I don't know if you could see that on the video. But um, you play them on a Tuesday... Yep. Then you play them on a Friday. Isn't that good Friday? Yeah, that would make sense, actually. That would make a lot more sense. But um, have you, like, you say you're a season ticket holder, was it something that, like, you went with your friends, with your family to, or, or like, how? Only me and my best mate, he's got a season ticket holder. I mean, it had one last season, but I went to, like, one home game. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. That's when I worked in the pub, so I couldn't go. 
Um, and this year I've, I've not bothered to renew it because it's just a lot of money. So I'm going yeah. to go to pretty much most. I don't mind. I love an away games. So I go most away games. Um, home games are pick and choose, but it's just me and my mate that goes. It's not many of us. Yeah. Yeah. No, I get that. Um, I wanted to do this. If this is unsuccessful, uh, this this will be cut out the video. Um, I wanted to do a five-question quiz on Swindon Town to test your knowledge. Oh, God. Go on, then. Um, we're going to cut here for a second whilst I get it up. Have a vape as well, then. Right, so I'm back now with the stats and statistics of Swindon Town. Um, let's test your knowledge and see how good you are. So, I've got five. Fail. Sorry? Massively fail, probably. <laughs> so, I've got five questions. The first yeah. one is, can you name any of the top five players to make the most appearances for Swindon Town? John Rogers. Got... Wow. He's fifth. John Rogers. Fraser Digby. Yeah, he's fourth. You're kind of making your way up here. Um, All-time appearance. So I'll give you a clue. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Paul wow. Bowden. Uh what was his name, sorry? Paul Bowden. No, he's not even on the top twenty five as far as I can see. God, uh I'm trying to think this is difficult. Um A lot of them are like really old players. So like there's yeah. the second guy is Played for them between 1946 and 1963. So oh, <laughs> we're just after the war. <laughs> uh, that's unreal. So this one, again, the player played between 1926. Oh, Jesus. Play, played, uh, let's have a look. 1925 to 19. Oh, no, that's Swansea. 1926 to 19. So, um, sorry for the random cut for the for the YouTube video and podcast, but uh, someone did just knock on my door. Um, so, the top goal scorer for Swindon Town. All-time goal scorer, John Trollope, isn't it? No. Nope. Oh, no, John Rogers. John Rogers. John Rogers is third with 490 games, 178 goals. Jesus. I mean, is this going 1940s again? We're going a lot, a lot earlier than the 1940s. 25. I couldn't tell you. It's Harry Morris. You heard of Harry Morris? Uh, rings a bell, but it's, I don't remember Harry Morris. <laughs> so moving on to a bit more of a of a of a weird one. What was the most league goals you've scored in a single season? I'll give you within five. So I've got to guess the seasons. No, you got to guess the amount of league goals. That's your highest ever in one season. <clears throat> Good question. 
maybe we had a couple last week. Ninety-six. Yeah, hold on. Uh, it's within five. You got one hundred. It's one hundred on Ooh. the dot. One hundred. So it's one hundred and forty-two matches um, in the third division South in nineteen twenty-six to nineteen twenty-seven. Yes, um, that is unreal. Um, moving on to a bit more of a negative one. So what's this? That's this is the fourth question. What's the most league goals conceded in the season? I'll give you within five again. Okay, so... 176. Nah, you're, you're actually miles out with that one. Oh, really? Yeah, 105. Was that the 93-94 season? 90, uh, no, 32-33. Oh. We're going, we're going way back with some of these. I'm trying to find a more recent one. Uh, let's have a look for a more recent kind of... I mean, some of these questions are going back to the 18, 1890s. Um, here we go. What was the record transfer fee received for a player? Ooh, record fee. I'll give you. I'll give you a clue. Uh, I believe he still plays for one of them. Still plays for you now. There's two of them. Um, fee he received. Doesn't, he doesn't play for you anymore. Sorry. Is it fee received or fee be paid? Uh, received for a player. Received. Oh, okay. they wouldn't have played for you. <laughs> Scott Twine. No. He's, uh, is he the MK Dons lad? He's at Burnley now. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. I can give you a clue. It was £4 million. Uh, and you can name any of the two players. One of them now plays for Ipswich Town. Oh, Ipswich. Um, Longo. Is that how you say it? Massimo yeah. Longo? There you go. The other one is uh, plays for Crawley Town. players that play for uh, Gladwin. Yes. Wow. That's unreal. I should have known that. I'll be honest, I don't think I could even name most of them for Forest. I mean, that was more than five questions. But, um... But, yeah. Give me two seconds. That's unreal. I don't think I could even do that for, uh, for, for Forest. But, um, I, there was a... <clears throat> So what another thing I wanted to ask was back to back to whatnot. Uh, I was meant to ask Sam, but I feel like the Sam's pod, Sam and Tom's podcast was just full, just full. So I didn't really get time to ask this, but I don't understand how much time it takes to do your from your packaging to your promoting to your selling. Uh, social medias, the actual streams. How, how how long does it take to do the full package? A long time. Like you've got, obviously got to take your pictures of the stuff, then you've got to list it, then you've got to plug it. I mean, I try to get it up the day before because I don't like rushing around. I've learned it's just an absolute faff. So I've managed to push all my stuff out like four days before my stream, um, which gets a lot more exposure and more pre bids. Which is then more money. 
it takes a long time packaging takes a long time as well and that's a good few hours um it's not just simple make money it's just a lot of time behind it, it takes a while yeah and you've got to take it to the shop to drop it off yeah and you've got a queue at the shop to drop your parcels off it's all it's not, the different little things you forget about yeah it's not it's not a quick process um and and what what do you see as the future or whatnot it will be i think one of the biggest selling platforms in the uk i mean another six i mean it's it, the last few months has hit off massively since i started it there's only what a handful of us now there's about 10 shirt sellers i mean give it six months and people will slowly filter over and sort of join it so six months to a year i think yeah hopefully it'll be one of the biggest ones out there again that's all now that's great a lot better than like depop and stuff like that yeah depop's kind of a bit of a mess these days it is it's just sort of slowly dying up dying up isn't it? yeah i think it, i think it's kind of like they've done it to themselves um i remember a couple of years ago they went through a stage of having a lot of like hacking issues where people yeah. would hack into like high review accounts and then like list something you'd get scammed and it just it just made it a mess um the whole bioprotection system is a little bit rubbish um you know one of our good friends smudge um he does a lot of listing on there and he's always talking about like if i didn't have the reviews and the sales i have already kind of like built this platform he said that he'd be gone in a flash yeah um shame, even the payment system is an absolute mess as well i think it's just paypal it just takes a long time yeah yeah um but we are gonna we are gonna leave that there for today um thank you everybody for for tuning in and if you are listening on youtube and i've not already please like and subscribe uh, I'm going to try and upload other things on the channel. So like I said about the Premier League predictions, which me and OJ are recording after this. Um, but thanks again, Oliver, for coming on. Um, pleasure. It's been a, been a pleasure talking to you about something that I really knew very little about. Um, but um, thanks again to Hit The Diag as well over on Instagram for helping my podcast come alive and doing all my visuals and stuff like that. Um, so if you can go follow him on Instagram as well, please. Um, something that I've done with Sam and Tom, I've got two things just to finish off the podcast. Uh, we're going to start off with your Nando's order. I can't do massively hot stuff. So it's usually, um, spicy rice. Um, it'll be medium <laughs> chicken. Usually a wrap, but I don't mind a burger. And I used to have corn on the cob, but I can't now because my dodgy crown. And every fillable coke. Pretty simple, but effective. That's actually solid. No, because I'm pretty simple. I'm a medium half chicken, spicy chips, maybe spi extra spicy chips. Oh, well. yeah, the spicy chips. Can't forget those. And garlic bread. Mm. Yeah. I've never actually had the spicy rice. That's something I might have to try. Um, like we said... Sorry? I think it's called, I don't think it's spice, it's like Mexican rice. It's, it's, you know, I'm not sure what it is, but it's nice. For the, like uh, I mentioned last episode, I will be trying some of the best suggested Nando's orders. So if you do have yours, leave it down in the comments below if you're listening on YouTube. Happy for you to DM me on Instagram if you have yours. 
um, and I will be going through them and having a look at who's is the best. Um, the the second thing for um, for for to to ask from you is, can you suggest another person to come on the podcast? Another person to come on the podcast. This is only well, the second episode, so uh, do be kind to me. Uh, Tom suggested Ramel from TGF. Um, I don't think that would have been possible, but... Good question. Um, I'm trying to list quite a few names out there, isn't it? It's just sort of trying to narrow them down. Um, how about... There's a, a guy in, I'm not sure how the logistics works either. I think he lived in America. So it probably wouldn't work, would it? Yeah, yeah, it could work. Um, uh, I've, not, I've only recently started interacting with him, but I, his, his hosts are really cool. Um, let me see if I can find them. He's cool. Just give me two secs and I'll try and find them on here. Yeah, we'll cut this bit out anyway. Yeah, it's just. The good thing about recording in advance as well means that I can have a bit of time to really sift through, <laughs> really sift through the recording. Like the, I, I mean, I recorded the other episode on like Friday, so. Uh, he's called Jafar. So, um, so, so that I, so that I get start that again as a, like a proper. Called, uh, Jafar. So J A A F A R Jafar. It's called the football shirt guy underscore on Instagram. Um, yeah. He's Washington based. Um, he posts a lot of like um, portraits of women in football shirts, but it's, it's really cool pictures. And I've recently sort of just interacted with him, and I think he's pretty cool. And there he, we are. Um, get get tagging him. Get telling him to come on the pod. Uh, and we will hopefully have him on one day. He'll be my first American guest. But um, <clears throat> thank you again, Oliver, for coming on. Um, Pleasure. Just tell us your socials one more time. They will be down below. But um, So Instagram is OJ's Football Shirts, OJS Football Shirts, and Twitter is OJ Restorations. And your whatnot is OJ Football Shirts, OJS uh, Football Shirts? OJS Football Shirts, yeah. <laughs> there we are. There we are. Well, thank you again for coming on. Uh, and thank well, you again for another amazing episode. Um, thank you again to everyone listening. Uh, and we'll see you again in two weeks. Thank you. Cheers, guys. Take care. Sports Social Podcast Network.